My name is Julie Kraft and I have bipolar 2 disorder. I'm Shaylee Hugendorn and I live with bipolar 2 disorder. I was diagnosed 10 years ago at the age of 36. I was told of my diagnosis and I remember being relieved but also terrified. I know um, the perceptions and the stigma that goes along with it. I started sharing my story about four or five years ago. I decided to come forward and start sharing. It's led to me meeting the most amazing people walking the same path. So we had talked about collaborating. My greatest hope is that others will hear our stories and feel less alone. We can offer insight and give the world a real life living example of what bipolar disorder can look like. This is bipolar. This is Bipolar. Hi everybody! Look! We're together! <laughs> the two of us are together in person live! This is only actually our second time and we have been talking for what? Like two hours? <laughs> at the park? We yes. are at a park and we are hanging out and we actually wish we were recording the whole time because we just keep telling each other more and more of our stories. But first comes first, we have to show you how profesh we are. Superbox! Ah! <laughs> Too close! This is bipolar! <laughs> so we're really, really excited about that. Um, yes. Just being here together, we've been talking just about so many things and we just can't believe how, how much our stories are the same, but different. Yes. It's, it's just really, <laughs> really a beautiful, a beautiful thing. And we thought it might be fun to just ask each other some rapid fire questions to get us, uh, to get to know us better. I know we talk about a lot of, a lot of heavy things, but we are super fun too. Yes, yeah, super fun. And we have a lot of similarities. We keep discovering more and more. So right down to Oh yeah, Why our tattoos, <laughs> your ankle tattoos. Are you kidding me? So right ankle, vines around our legs and I think we got them within a year of each other. I was 19, 20, 20. So it's just the similarities keep coming and I think we've talked about everything today from medication, yep. advocacy, um, yes I pride, lots of tears, good yes. ones. Yes. Um, and so yes, we are thrilled to be in person. I know, I know. Do you know how much it's killing us not to hug? Yeah. It's, it, yeah. This is, this is very, very hard. And as you can see by our lovely background, <laughs> we are in a baseball. Beast baseball. Dugout. What's it called? The dugout? Uh, we're in the dugout. We're in we the are, dugout. We're in penalty time. Um, Did you play sports? <laughs> Not really. No. <laughs> I joined sports, so this is where we're different. I'm yes. an expert. I joined sports so that I could like sing in the dugout and like go on the sleepovers <laughs> and go to the different, like all for social. I was had like approximately zero percent talent. And see, I'm the introvert, so the only thing I did was figure skating. I quit when we got to the jumping part, but I'm a huge fan. Watch the Olympics all the time. That's but, interesting. Um, yes, and the other really cool thing is that we came up with the idea for this podcast, this mm. vlog, um, while we were actually in quarantine during the COVID-19 yeah. pandemic. And so, um, to think that we were able to come up, brainstorm, pass ideas virtually yes. to each other, um, record our first episodes over Zoom um, speaks to the fact that you can advocate during a pandemic <laughs> anywhere. And so I think that's what makes this even more special than yeah. 
we created something apart and so now we finally get to be together brainstorm talk about you know ideas for the future so yeah, very yeah. exciting very and exciting. I think too um, you know it just breaks a stereotype that I know there was always like start projects and not finish or yeah. there's a, they show on TV all the time that you just can't get it together and I think when you are treated uh, you can move mountains we we get things done right oh yeah can we get dinner made maybe no. not but we have videos and footage and, and that kind of thing and right. I don't know about you but I used to feel extremely guilty when I throw myself into one project and that I was like hyper focused but beautiful things come out of that and yeah. like I was saying to her if we need to eat frozen meals that I did not create myself I don't have any guilt about that anymore no no I same with don't. me same with me and so that's the other thing when I am in a hypomanic phase working on a project I can be hyper focused as well but my family kind of knows um, they know yes. you know to make sure that I get sleep they do remind me to do some groceries but like you said <laughs> the most amazing creative things can come from our brains when our hypomania is managed and you know so I just think you know a little bit of behind the scenes even for the trailer for the podcast we weren't able to be together I wasn't able to do you know videography so I would literally text Shaylee you know I need you walking looking three quarters of the way west um, three quarter shot and so you know I loved it she would get the shot done send it over and we just we just made it possible and yeah. so um, yeah <laughs> and I just think even though we're really like we're along our our healing journey um, I think that it's really even healing just to be together we were talking about that like we're you know stable <laughs> Yeah, but and on our you know and treated but I just even today like we were just like you could feel I could feel my body just being like I know there I know. is nothing that I can tell Julie that will probably not surprise her and we were talking about too like how do we like Julie was saying she's an introvert I, I am an extrovert but how do you get like able to do this 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 quickly and feel this close but when yeah. you have a shared experience don't make me cry it it connects you instantly and i yeah it's one of the best parts about coming forward with my journey and if i had kept my diagnosis under wraps i never would have ever connected with you so that's definitely been one of the major major parts of me getting to accepting myself realizing I'm not weird you know Shaylee just sort of said like when I invited you to the park um, you know what were your thoughts or thank you for coming <laughs> and um, I said yes there's initially that panic feeling but then I just said you know what to be able to be with someone that understands you know, what it's like to go through it, it's priceless so that's just yes and even if that is um, step one for you is just relating with some other person can I just tell you something right now because we gotta we gotta address the elephant in the room we have tried four different spots in this park and every time we move the grass kind of keeps coming literally uh, a foot behind us at one point so um, but we are committed. We are committed to, commitment. at 
advocating and sharing. He's heading over there in the field, so we're good for at least an, another five minutes or so. But um, a little bit about advocacy, though. Yes, yes. Um, we are both passionate mental health advocates, yeah. but okay, the fact that we're in a baseball field <laughs> um, filming, yeah. first thing I'd like to say is just a lot of people are stuck thinking, well, I need all this fancy equipment to advocate, or I'm not the best yeah. writer or speaker. And the fact that we're, you know, in a park, filming on our phone camera, yeah. just sharing, um, you can really advocate any way and anywhere that you, your mind can dream up. And so I'm gonna ask you, Yay! <laughs> um, how long have you been advocating? When did you first come yeah. forward? Yeah, so it was, so I was talking about it, like I ran little um, mom's groups and things like that. So I would talk, you know, flirt around it, but I actually said the word bipolar and spoke at a She Loves event that I planned. So I planned it and, I, and a bunch of us spoke <laughs> at it because that's what you do. Yep, yep. And um, it was the first time that I told the leading up to the diagnosis story and owning the, decided to own the word bipolar because that word was very scary for me. So it was December 2016. Wow, wow. And how soon before that did you receive your diagnosis? So that, uh, six years after. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so I was diagnosed in 2010, mm. same year as Shaylee, and it actually took me four years to wrap my brain around my diagnosis and get to a point of coming forward, and I did it very differently, Shaylee. Yes. <laughs> Which I think everyone has different gifts, and yeah. everyone is comfortable sharing in different ways, so I actually was living across the world at the time and so my only means of sort of sharing was via video and so I filmed a very amateur video um, edited taught myself iMovie and decided it's a to, really good video ah, <laughs> decided and this was the way that I did share my diagnosis with not only most of my friends but a lot of my close family wow. I just had had wow. a hard time up until that point so I posted a video on YouTube and then shared it on Facebook and that is how I actually shared my journey but I need to ask you Shaylee so yes. during that event yep. sharing yeah how did you feel leading up to it did you get cold feet almost get cold feet um, you know what I I also work with she loves magazine and I they are some of my best friends and I just felt so comfortable and encouraged by them and t telling um, you know the leadership team and such yeah. I think it really helped that I was planning the event yes. because I didn't have time to think about it that day because <laughs> I was putting out chairs and making centerpieces and doing all the things yeah. so then all of a sudden I was like okay so I was like hey guys I'm gonna take five <laughs> minutes and just go read over it and then I remember because we were sitting on a couch and two people went before me I remember I started to think a little bit like oh does my story even matter they're so good and then I just pushed that out of my head and I got on there and in fact you could actually I wish someone videoed it it's embarrassing but good you could tell the freedom coming with me because as I lifted the papers I didn't know what to do with this paper and I was afraid of losing my spot so I threw it yeah every paper I was throwing it in some people said it was their favorite part. I feel felt embarrassed at no. first because who's reading and then chucks and then Us. chucks. I'm all fancy, <laughs> chucking my paper, talking about bipolar, and so 
it also, I think it helped too. It was a room of um, really supportive women. I think we had like 80-ish people wow, there. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? The moment, I think there was one more speaker after me and then we had a break and then more speakers. And uh, the moment I was done, um, wow. I just had people coming up and just holding me or someone, we let people respond and someone was like, uh, me too. And I was just like, in this room at a this like mini banquet we were having Aww. yeah see yeah ah amazing yeah. and that's because a lot of people i like public speaking anyways yeah. Yeah. right so that wasn't the, the public speaking part wasn't the hurdle however i like to public speak about things that maybe made me look <laughs> a little better not stigmatizing myself yeah. but yeah I never thought that I would public speak about what used to be my shame story. Right, right. So, mine was a little less public, but in the moment of posting the video, yes. I did feel like I wanted to throw up, but I had a bit of safety being halfway across the world. We were living in Germany at the time, and I just remember I had one close friend, called her for a bit of a pep talk, and I said, I've taken the time to put this video together, I had had a few incidents leading up that just reinforced that I needed to put my face out there and try to give the world another face of bipolar and she said you got to do this you got to do this you can do this go for wow. it and I literally pressed post and I felt like I wanted to throw up in the keyboard and I just waited I think my heart was racing because I knew with each second that passed you know my yeah. friends were seeing it yeah. and it was just and it was to YouTube right it was first to YouTube, but yep. then I blasted on it out on my Facebook wow. and so and wow. made it public and shareable and it was wow. just, I was braced for the worst. My husband told me, you know, this could go sideways and I just, the likes and the comments and then the private messages, it was nothing but love and I didn't have one negative comment and I just assumed that people were going to react or maybe not react out of awkwardness and it was just love and acceptance and empathy and it was so freeing for me yeah. and so that is how I I did it and I think it's so cool that we did it so differently but I think whatever your gifting is yeah. and you know I've heard you speak you're an amazing public speaker and so I know for you yeah. that was you know the best way for you to do it and so um, even if it's designing a t-shirt or a mug or starting a blog or an Instagram account I love gulp photography and videography and editing and so for me the safest and most fun way for me was to make a video and I could take my time have it exactly the way I wanted it um, and so you know anything goes when it comes to a lot of people get stuck in that fear you know I don't have the fancy equipment yeah. or a fancy website I have zero fancy equipment. it's our stories that matter it's that's where the powerful stuff lies and that no matter what even if your footage is rainy and blurry or <laughs> well it's and, got a cage but <laughs> yeah and Julie and I talked about this about we talk about but for the one yeah and if there is one person that we could help with it hurt, yeah. here's the story or feels it so big advocacy video yeah, yeah absolutely get in there but you know what you're also an advocate if you're talking to a small group yeah. or even one person that is advocacy yeah. Yeah. that is brave 
um, you don't know. I was surprised how many women that were already in my life yeah. that I would have had no idea. Men, a little bit less likely to yeah. talk, but on the internet, it's beautiful because there's a little bit of a safety net between. But you are an advocate if you are telling even one person. Even one person. Shaylee's an advocate. <laughs> and I will have to say, for me too, it was one person. If my story reaches one person, but same with me, there were people that were in my life I had no idea. Some with the same bipolar 2 diagnosis. And they had said to me, you know, I was looking at you from afar, thinking yep. you had your life together, um, you know, and same, vice versa. I was looking at other people, and I think the minute I was able to take that mask down and be real, what a relief. I can't even describe. And then, you know, all these messages of people, you know, my aunt or my mother or, you know, I have a friend. And so just to realize that mental health um, struggles affect all of us in so many different ways and then you know to see all the people willing to share my video and the other thing yeah. creating a blog um, or you know even a speech that's videoed what's so fascinating is that that for all time even when I'm sleeping someone can be watching a video or reading a book you know even 20 years from now and it's a way for your story to reach as many people as possible so um, yeah, just so definitely. And the other thing I'll say is some of the strangest, weirdest parts of my story have been the parts that have reached people. So, you know, someone I went to high school with, a part of my story really spoke to him and he wrote me a letter and I thought, oh my goodness, I almost left that part out. And then, wow. you know, something I'll share about parallel parking and, you know, reach 10 other people that will say, oh my goodness, I have a fear with that too. I thought I was weird. So that's the other thing, never underestimate what any part of your story, story. Yeah. and how it's gonna reach someone. Now, yeah. are there any things that you've learned yeah. now that you've come online and shared quite a lot? Yeah. Um, do you ever regret sharing too much? Um, how do you decide what is too much to yeah. share? Yeah. Because I know for me, I do realize my story being married, being a mom, yeah. it's not only my story, it's their story as well. So yeah. I know for me, I've definitely had to. Yeah, yeah that's um, a really good question. Yeah. So I, I struggle with that only because um, I don't generally, uh, unless it's like a planned event speech or, wh or whatever talk, I generally don't plan and I think about it, but if I have, the few times I have written things down, all I can think about is what's on the paper, and I feel like I don't share from my heart. Everybody's different. Um, so it gives me, it's brought, my husband cracks up because it's the opposite. He would want the paper, but the paper stresses me out more, and so, and because I'm so open, I, um, I don't know if I'm gonna share too much sometimes. I think I've understood that um, what is, you know, my kids story now that my kids are online I'm a bit more careful um, but and then also I, I I'm always trying to find the balance yeah. still about like childhood or, or this kind of things because I talk about it with other people like my truth or what I felt or how I my lens or what I saw in the moment doesn't mean it's the entire truth right. so someone in my past might not have seen it 
that way and I absolutely understand that but also it's my story yeah. too and so and it happened and so I try to balance that I try to tell my truth but make it very clear that it is my truth and other yeah. people might yeah. have seen it different and I would never want to hurt someone but I'm also not complete, not responsible for how people are going to react because another to tie into your question, another thing I've learned is there is such a thing as a vulnerability hangover, even oh, yes. for an extrovert. After you record or after you speak, be gentle with yourself. Yeah. Don't plan things the next day, or if you're an extrovert like me, plan things with safe people where you can just be chill because you don't realize how much it it does take out of you it is worth it but be gentle with yourself right after yeah. because yeah. regardless of how elated i get after um i don't crash but i feel my body's just as tired do you experience that yeah. i definitely have had several vulnerability hangovers um especially with my book i think there's maybe an ongoing lingering yeah. one in those moments late at night when i think oh, i can't believe i put that part in about me losing control in a hotel room throwing apples which is in there if you're curious um and then i just have to trust i know that this is what i'm supposed to be doing i know that my story can help others um, and so i know that it was the right thing for me to do to sort of open up and share that much um, but definitely there are those moments where you do sort of it's, it's not easy to open up yeah um, yeah we don't want to sugarcoat it yeah and you get uh, beautiful reactions i've never gotten mean reactions but some people might put you in a box you might yeah. not you have to be prepared that you might not get all the reactions from the people that you expect but it out it outweighs it and also yeah. be in a safe place to yeah. be in a safe place when you're sharing um, because sometimes uh, sharing right in our wounds is is hard don't I don't wait till it's over I like to share right in it which is more vulnerable sometimes yes. um, and not wrap it up in a bow we never want to do that yeah but also um, sometimes people uh, you know some people have shared too soon and then you just I guess it's just it's figuring things out right? right like figuring things out and then just really take care of yourself after yeah. and I think for me uh, my motto is always better to undershare and then you can share more than overshare Ooh. and have those regrets yeah. and for me I do have to say before an interview goes out I do say am I comfortable with and I'll actually think of people, my mother reading this story, or, yeah. you know, um, and, you know, having kids, I do know with the internet, an interview will be able to be found yeah. by anyone at any point. And so I just sort of do an extra check. Not that I'm trying to, yeah, ever yeah. sugarcoat, no. but just for the fact that I would never want to put my kids in an awkward situation. Um, two of my kids are much older, but my younger one is just heading into, um, high school and I do have to you know remember that it is very much her story and so I did write my memoir and before I published it I actually let my husband read it and I went through and sort of said is there anything in here that could really affect my kids in a negative way and so the other thing is too I think sometimes we think we need to share every part of our life and I think it's okay to keep some of your story for yourself 
it with a, a few live people first for practice yeah. before yeah before. I went for the gusto I just sort of put it out there and I will admit when you have a YouTube channel or a book yeah. um, I've had a few doozy comments yeah. and I always have to remind myself those comments perhaps are coming from people that aren't in the best place perhaps yeah. in their lives and I also have to remember that the positive feedback, positive comments far outweigh any negativity that comes through. And so, you know, I'm a very sensitive person. And so, you know, it's not easy. Everybody wants to be liked, but I have to just remember that, yes, not everyone is going to love my video. They're not going to like my message or they're not going to, you know, understand my view on certain things. Oh, there was something else. Okay, you think while I say something? I'm thinking. Um, yeah, and I, I've had a reaction to, I've had um, someone, Almost fell. <laughs> I've had someone say to me, why do you keep talking about this? Like, why do you keep talking about this? And, and my answer is because one, it's healing for me and because I, I know that I was craving to see somebody yes. or yes. hear somebody and see that they still had a life because there's a tendency, especially when you're not doing well, to think that I get story after story, message after message, is my life ruined? Will yes, I get, yes. you know, will I be able to uh, find a partner? Will I be able to, and I don't know all the answers to that, but you absolutely can live a full life and you can flourish. Yes, you can. We're not allowed oh, to yeah, have guys. Those were all the same reasons I searched in the days after my diagnosis for one yeah. picture or image of anyone that I could relate to that yeah. seemed to be living a, you know, happy, fulfilling, normal life. Someone, you know, I think there's this perception or stigma that, you know, all marriages with bipolar folks end in, you know, crash yeah, land and divorced and we're not capable of being parents unless our, you know, our children are going to be, you know, ruined and so I just thought I can either sit quietly on my diagnosis or if I'm willing to come out and put my face out there I could hopefully just you know give the entire world a face of bipolar that might not be out there or encourage someone and I do get messages too from people that say I've just been diagnosed I now need to lower the bar I can't have children I'm gonna give up on finding a stable romantic relationship and I just no, no, absolutely no. not. It's all possible. What is normal? What, what is, is normal? And it's not easy all the time, but it's absolutely possible. So I just know what it would have meant to me to find two people that I could somewhat relate to and just, you know, even if it's the tiniest glimmer of hope, um, you know, to help someone to look forward to the future with hope and excitement and confidence. And so, yes. I and don't I, regret yeah. for a minute coming forward. I have another question. <laughs> it's still sort yeah. and that's We got another, a lot going on in the park here. That's another thing too. Oh, did the thought cross your mind? Yeah. Once Shaylee Hugendorn comes out yeah. with the story about her bipolar disorder, yeah. um, how did you feel about knowing the fact that for all time now, a Google search yeah. is going to pop up the word bipolar in your name? And yeah. did, did you give that any thought? I didn't, I didn't. I knew, I'm kind of a person that, um, that 
jumps, does it, and then is like, oh. But then I'm also the person that thinks of everything that could go wrong and works backwards. Yeah. So I kind of outweighed it, yeah. but I just felt so encouraged. And it was in a safe place because this yeah. I I wrote my first piece and then started doing interviews and such. Um, it was a safe place. It wasn't out yeah. there on my own because I'm someone that likes to do things in groups. So I was yeah. with my um, She Loves Girls shout out um, and just that day they all checked in on me um, yeah I so the answer to your question is yes and no yeah. both and um, sometimes even and you know we want to be honest we aren't sometimes it because of the stigma is so heavy we stigmatize ourselves so sometimes yes. I have many freakouts like oh my gosh I yeah. have to get that off there it's yeah. the new year what if you know, my daughter's teacher reads it and I have to remember that yeah. I can't control people's um, um, reaction and I have to stand in it and and that's hard sometimes. And I yeah. think um, one of the things I read recently, and I'll find it and I'll tag who she is, I don't want to steal it, but I might wreck it, we'll see what she said, but she said vulnerability um, creates connection yes. and perfection I don't know if it said disconnection, I think she had better words, but uh, perfection, you know, it doesn't help yeah. with relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, I'm still grasping, oh, oh. Yes, did you get your thing? Yes, just are there any things about advocacy that you're still trying to figure out or you're uncomfortable with? Because I'll start with myself, yeah. something that I struggle with and I've almost, you know, taken myself out of the game because, um, I have to figure out where that line is between me coming forward with my story yeah. and wanting to help people but then feeling so ill-equipped sometimes emotionally or yeah. sometimes just physically yeah. in terms of my knowledge or experience with being able to walk people through tough stuff. And I know for me, I definitely have times when I am overwhelmed myself and I just don't feel like I'm in a, a place where I can offer counseling advice and then I think well does that make me a phony advocate and I think for me I've come to a place for me I think I think it's okay that I'm willing to share my story uh, I've written my books and then sort of just say I, I'm not I'm not a counselor I'm not an expert um, I care about people but I think sometimes it's so I don't know if that's my gift you know to yeah. and so I've really struggled in that way and so there are definitely and it's a learning process there's no mental health advocacy handbook um, and I find that I just really need to also protect myself from burnout and I know social media sometimes I do need to take a break and so I think it's just sort of finding whatever works for you and it's okay to set those boundaries without Absolutely. feeling like you're Absolutely. not wanting to help people but have you struggled also, with yes and yes so that's also to do with personality as well and understanding and this is ongoing therapy for me and I would assume for a lot of people but what our capacity is yeah. at that time and my capacity in uh, you know hypomanic times or my capacity during different times is a is a lot different yeah so yeah. I actually, but I don't want anyone to feel like they're uncared about. So right. uh, my really smart friend Nicole said, you know, tell people that you will send a blue heart or uh, be honest because the thing is we still have our illness. Yes. So we can't, in the beginning, I wanted to be everybody's person. Yeah. And then I burnt out and I could be nobody's person. Yeah. 
So, exactly. and we talked about our differences, what makes us anxious and what doesn't. I, even if it's just small, I usually, when I'm in a good place, like responding yeah. um, this certain way. Julie does it, but she spent two years writing a book. I did not, so it depends. Right. What? And I think that's why this works. So yes, we um, talk about that all the time. Uh, and I told her I would never have had the guts to come forward with a podcast without your encouragement or your support. And so, even if advocacy looks like finding someone else and you know doing that together, yeah. that's amazing too. Yeah. But. just because I do I get so many letters of people that yep. are wanting to come forward with their story they're wondering where is a good place to start and so I know there are a lot of websites that accept submissions yes. uh, maybe we'll list them sure in the comments but I know one that comes to mind is the mighty yep. and you know you can submit writing um, and the other thing too is any pressure there's no timeline there's no competition we didn't talk about competition because sometimes you know I've been asked is there competition between I, thought of that. I know because you're well I can't touch you um, I, and, and I I just look at it as we're all on the same team working towards an amazing goal we don't have room or time for competition and me supporting and rising you know helping you to rise isn't me sinking or and, and the other thing is there's no competition between our stories no. and everybody's oh, story no. is so different yeah. and so I actually had someone tell me that I was a phony face of bipolar because I didn't have a more dramatic story and I just think all of our stories matter they all need to be told we're the only ones that can share them yes. as authentically and real you know as they need to be shared and so I don't feel any competition at all and I think that's the beautiful thing. We've just yeah. immediately been each other's biggest fans, biggest cheerleaders. Yeah. The more success you have, the more stigma is shattered yes. and I think you feel the same which is like, yes, because I think sometimes even as women, I don't know where it comes from but we're raised to be competitive and that we can't join superpowers and you know accomplish great things together. I think there's a quote. Um, something about a flower blooming beside you <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. something I, I, like just I see because it. I see just it. because a flower blooms beside you doesn't take anything away from your beauty when your flower blooms and we all bloom in different ways and totally it's blooming amazing blooming amazing <laughs> I love that yeah because empowered people empower people and uh, uh, my healings connected to your healing. oh yeah absolutely right and yeah. so we need to to be there for each other and yeah. speaking of which go buy her book oh <laughs> you're so nice and your writing and your vlog for she loves is amazing yeah. too but I think so if there were say three pieces of advice to leave with anyone yep. out there that's got that burning and I I really did feel like it was something that I needed to do and yep. there was a little it took me four years to get to that place so whatever timeline if you really feel yep. you need to come forward don't rush it, you've got all the time in the world, but I think you'll know, and I definitely knew when when it was the time for, for me to come forward. But um, if you had three pieces three of things. advice for anyone feeling that okay. burning urge inside that they might want to come forward and share for whatever yeah. reason, and you know, mine was motivated by wanting to 
put another face of bipolar out into the world, um, change those perceptions and the stereotypes. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure about you, but I'm going to stop rambling and let you answer those three pieces three. of key advice for okay. anyone yes. wanting to advocate. So I can do hard things. Only three. Okay. <laughs> Only three. So my biggest one, number one, show up as you are. Just as show up. The things will come. Um, you don't need to have uh, wrapped up in a bow story. You don't need to have everything all together. In no. fact, more people will relate to you if you do not have everything together. So I'd say show up with what you have. Yes. That would be number one. And number two is find your cheerleaders or find even if you just have one person because there's going to be times where you might not believe in yourself. You're gonna, there's going to be times you might question yourself and you yeah. need um, someone just to remind you of why you're doing what you're doing and to remind you of who you are. Yeah, that's two. Two! Bam! Three! Boom! <laughs> three! I don't know if I'll come up with three. Go three. for three! I'm gonna go for three. I think, um, ah, got it! Know your capacity. Yes, yes. Know your capacity. If even um, some people, depending on your, if you're an introvert or an extrovert, um, I think it was you that were telling me. Yeah. I might tell your story, but I think Steal it was you it. were telling me that after you spoke somewhere, the person yes. said, you know, maybe don't inundate them with questions. And it, depending on who you are, and maybe if someone has just shared their story, know if you have the capacity to share that story and then come off the stage and also take questions. If you don't, that's okay. If you yeah. just give your story and you can't, because, and then listening also, be careful too, because when someone shares, you have a connection with them, so you feel like you can come up, like I've had people come yeah. and say, we're going for coffee, and that's really over overwhelming to me, even though you know I've just shared my, my soul, so I have to know my capacity, I have to know when I have to walk off a stage and go and hide for a little bit, or I have to know if I have the capacity, sometimes yeah. I have all the energy to talk yeah. to everybody. That was three. That I was three. Stalled. I'm stealing your third right yes, out of the gate. Do it. Capacity. And for me, I get overwhelmed so easily. We're still on our bipolar journeys. Yeah. I have times when I am overwhelmed. I cannot answer all the messages. And I've had times where I've actually had to say no to social media. I actually went off Facebook and Instagram, believe it or not, for two years in order what? to finish my book and I knew That's that I had needed. to say no yeah. to certain things yeah. to be able to finish my dreams. That's my husband good. once said, you will feel so much better if you accomplish and finish your book versus five Facebook posts and I was like, he's right. I could spend another year posting and getting a few likes or do what I need to do to get my book done. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done, but I got off social media, plugged into my book, and I know for a fact it's the only reason that I was able to finish. And sometimes we're worried, you know, oh no, not that it's about followers, but we sort of feel that pressure to put out content. And I've actually got on and said, um, guys, I need a break. I'm yeah. ducking under the radar. I love you guys, but I just need to, sometimes it's our families that need us, you know, or our marriages or our husbands. and so. To just feel that freedom and you know what the great thing is in the mental health advocacy community and the mental health community I think we all get it yeah. so if you were to get on and say you know even if you needed to take a break from our show yeah. um, I think because we, we we understand and we have that connection we're able to just show each other yes take as much time as you need
you can be as creative as you want. Whether yes. it's a drama production, um, I know um, this is my brave. They take people with stories, they hold auditions around the USA, and they put on events where people cool. speak. There are blogs, there are books, there are you know mini magazine books, um, Instagram accounts, Facebook pages, t-shirts, mugs, bags. The sky is the limit and I think we all have our gifts and talents and so if you are passionate in a certain direction yep. and so I love videos and video editing so yeah. that is where I get the most you know excitement and I um, like talking in the videos that she will edit yes and you <laughs> mentioned to me that you love talking and you know so you've even said maybe if I want to write a book I can speak my book out yeah whatever works for you so anything goes don't limit yourself I love the that. other thing is so good if you're not ready to come out now it's not too soon to start brainstorming write down plans even snag those Instagram account names or start a blog but don't publish it until you're ready and the last and final piece of advice um, take all pressure off of yourself you don't need to share today tomorrow you have to wait until you're ready because there will be moments where you those feelings of what did I do did I overshare and so it's better to be ready and confident in your story before you start before we come out we could be waiting for the rest of our lives yeah. and like you said I think um, we do reach more people I think when we just show up real yeah. and even for me I have insecurities about my mind going blank yeah. um, during our videos so I have the option I can stop doing them and bah, bug just <laughs> duck off the radar or I can just show up and trust that people will deal with my mind or thoughts wow. racing. Yeah. So those are my three, yeah. but just just a huge encouragement. And I do hope that maybe one day we'll draft up a, a handbook because there isn't one. But um, yeah. And Possible I think ideas, we're yeah. still learning too, but I think just, you know, go for it. Go for it when you're ready and the sky's the limit. much it heals you and how much it can help others and I'm continually continually blown away by the responses and letters that I received never in a million years did I think my story could help others and, and it really has and your advocacy has helped me so much so reading your don't cry reading your letter you know just powerful so yep and we're not going anywhere. I think there is that risk of advocates burning out, but I think if we know when to take breaks and you know, we just go about it, take care of ourselves. We take care of each other too. And I know we've said to each other, you know what? If we, either of us ever get to the point where we you know, need to take a step back, I know, I know there's freedom in that too. So, yeah. so I think we are just, <laughs> 
more passionate than ever. Yeah. Hopefully we have encouraged anyone out there, given you a few ideas, um, yeah. given you the confidence and just let you know just how powerful it can be. Yeah, it really, you, it really can. I just wanted to add one thing add to it. yours because um, like the, we love miracle stories. Yeah. We love happy endings. We love the perfect bow. I mean, I love wrapping things up. Me too. And so, but when I was in the thick of it, uh, like I wanted to throw my shoe at a TV show or I would actually leave um, events where people talked about just miraculously healing and this, because when I was in it and I believe that people can be healed, right? Yes, there can be miracles out there, uh, you know, but I need to be okay that I live with bipolar disorder for the rest of my life and I need to see other people talking about that too so that we can be okay and I, I would leave. It would make me feel like less than and like I was failing and just like, well, lucky you, right? Yeah. So I think that's why we, it's so important that we both were like show up, show up yeah. where you are because um, I'm drawn to that. Yeah. And me too and I think of the worst yeah. and I think that's what we said at the beginning too we're gonna show up we're gonna share it all yeah. um, so that we you know authentic and raw right authentic raw and unfiltered and, and this is uh, definitely raw because we like to fix it. up our videos <laughs> very nice but we're we're showing up to talk about showing up we've got kids and we're you know we've had a few people go by and I know they've been listening and I've even advocated at the um, Canadian US border before so this just goes to show that you can advocate anywhere and and yes we could do a whole nother video about we probably will other, yeah we probably will <laughs> we probably will so I will not apologize for the sound or the cage or our lovely children etc because we're just showing up here and we're together we don't know how many times we're going to be able to be together right, right. so we wanted to take this opportunity share in a different format outside yeah. of our homes not on a zoom screen yeah. and so um we will be back soon sharing more probably not in a baseball dugout but no matter where we are um our commitment hope, is yeah. to show up yeah, yeah. and show you yeah. that this is bipolar, bipolar. <laughs>